year. Should all opinions be cheap? Keep your eyes on that grand old flag. Oh, uh, you should cut out my 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 bad sound effect because that was a really good song. I, yay. I want everybody to hear it. It's Happy New Year. Yay. Um. The I, oh you know what I want to say. Um, I was editing last show with mm-hmm. Chris on, but I was a I was a really bad host. <laughs> I I feel like I was very rude, so I feel bad about that. I what was wrong with that episode? I I felt like I didn't. Um, I was trying to make room for everyone else to talk, but I feel like it came across as I was being disinterested and dismissive. Maybe a little. Like, I feel like it was more like, oh man, I'm out of my element, I'll just let them chat, which was nice of you, because I had a lot of fun talking to him. Oh yeah, he's a fun guy, um, but I, I, the way I sounded, I didn't like the recording. I was unhappy with how that episode turned out, so I'm sorry. Oh. But he doesn't listen, so who cares? Yeah. Yay. Um, it's the it's the new year. Mm-hmm. Did you have a good Christmas? We took a yeah. little break. It was fun. Um, it was kind of nice, like, being sort of confined to just the immediate family and having almost no obligations other than just hang out with mom, dad, and Joe, right? Like, it, it was so peaceful. Like, we had, like, multiple days off, and I didn't have to drive three or four hours anywhere. Uh, we could just watch TV. Like, we watched the new Mulan movie, which was a little mediocre, but we did it, right? Like, it was fun. Um, my, my friend came over for a bit travis who who lives in north carolina he's in the military um he was able to get away and with his family and come here and so we got to see him for a little while and then his kids are doing really well and so it was just a really pleasant day like and i really enjoyed having four days off so yeah it was it was actually a really great christmas that's good we, we were talking a little bit before the show but there's kind of been some weird silver linings this year where it's kind of like it's nice. It's like, oh, oh no, we can't all get on a plane and go across the country. Oh no, I have to stay home. We're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, little little things I'm trying to enjoy, uh, just because it's different, I guess. I mean, there's like a good three months where there's almost no traffic to and from work, and like, yeah, the the it sucks that the reasons why suck, but man, driving to work was great. <laughs> Dude, it, in California, I got more than three months of that. It, it was a good year for commuting to work. That was a that was a highlight of my day. It was just like, oh, the freeway. I can drive freeway speeds. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed that for what it was. I'm really excited for you to come here at some point and just see how like, small this city is compared to where you're at. Because you, you have like, what, a couple hundred thousand people. I don't know. I'm, you know what? I'm curious. I'm going to look up the population of my town. Because we have like fifty five thousand, like it is not a big city, um, and it's spread out fairly wide, which is nice. Like there's not like that cramped feeling that I get when I go to like Milwaukee or Minneapolis or something. Okay, so Opinionsburg, California, has a hundred thousand people. Okay, so you, you're twice the size of 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 our cheapburg, Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think that'll be that'll be fun. I'm still like eager to have you over. Um, hopefully maybe we yeah. can do that in 2021. You know, I, I, I mentioned this earlier, but it's like, I, I applied for a passport in January 
and like when the lockdown orders started was like the week that it showed up in the mail so it's like wow look at my passport i can't leave the house right now but yeah wow look at all the room for stamps and all the pretty pictures inside um i was gonna go to canada this year or last year uh i i had tickets to the star wars convention oh geez um i was gonna do uh game days instead of blizzcon this year i wanted to go to the warframe convention that's up in canada Mm. and then like while i was up there i i planned on swinging by to see you guys like that it was abnormal but this year was it's kind of like you know what uh i'm gonna get out of my comfort zone i'm gonna start traveling Right, so right, I picked right. 2020 to do that. But those plans are still there. I, I think they're going to postpone Star Wars, and it's still going to be in the same city. So that means that it's within reach. Oh, cool. Um, They they actually sent me my commemorative pin, though. Like, the they would have had a, a Celebration 2020, like, door prize pin. So they just mailed those out instead of the tickets. And they're like, hey, sorry, but like, not like we can use these next year. Sure. Um, so it's kind of neat because I have this odd collectible. <laughs> I know there was there's concerts I wanted to go to, and most just got post postponed until next year. I'm gonna be really curious if they still show up because I think we're not really gonna be like totally ready for these giant events for at least another six months, if not more. So like, I'm hoping like I really want to go see Rockfest. The lineup was so good, but if it, if it gets postponed another year, like. That sucks, but I'll deal with it. Um, I wouldn't mind one more year of uh, of safe measures mm-hmm. if it meant it was done, done. Yeah, like I, I you could, know, you, I could break like off a band aid, right? Like, yeah, get it over with in a year and a half or two years, and then everything's fine going forward, and and, and you know the the, the band aids off. I would, like, you know, there's cool stuff, though. Like, yeah, I was stuck at home a lot more, but I started painting Warhammer figures, and that's been, like, super fucking fun. Like, I found a new thing to do that I like. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it all kind of works itself out in some way or shape or form. Oh, speaking of weird Star Wars collectibles, um, have you finished The Mandalorian yet? Yeah, actually, we watched the last episode today. Okay, did you watch The Stinger? Mm-hmm. So... I didn't realize this. Someone had to point this out to me, and it's adorable. But you notice that Bid Fortuna had like a staff. Yeah. Do you know what that staff is? No. So that's from the uh, the Kenner toys back when Return of the Jedi came out. Oh, really? Yeah. Bid Fortuna came with a staff that looks just like that because they had to sell all the action figures with like a weapon, mm-hmm. so that they were an action figure. Um. And so they they recreated that Kenner model that they just threw in last minute. That's kind of cool. Just, yeah, and it's like, oh, that's adorable. I kind of, I appreciate that amount of polish. Um, the stuff in Rogue One made me roll my eyes every time, and then it's like the references in Mandalorian. I roll my eyes less. Mm-hmm. This, I think the second season it was a little worse, but it wasn't bad. I feel like the second scene isn't was maybe worse on like the 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 fan servicey references, but the episodes and the acting were better overall. Yes. And so like I'll take that. Like I feel like the the plotting was more fun. I think they did a lot better job giving Mando more character, and just yeah. even getting to see his face a couple more times really helped sell like who he is. It, it's funny that like you know the last episode ends with Luke showing up, and uh, it's like God, why is why is Star Wars so small? It takes place in an entire galaxy. 
But it's like, well, there's only, like, a couple Jedi. And so if someone, if one's going to show up, like, it kind of has to be him. And it, and even just seeing him again was cool. Like, I can't, can't deny that. I was like, oh, fuck, it's Luke. I recognize the green lightsaber. You know, like. I, it, I'm going to be honest. I, I wish a Jedi didn't show up. It was very damn sexy, right? Like, they're all going to die. I wish, and it, what, but even just the narrative of, like, of he has to find the Jedi. But it's like, well, they're in hiding for a reason. Yeah, and I almost wish that there was this feeling that well maybe there's no Jedi left and they don't know and there's like maybe for some people that's like hopelessness and for other people it's not and I feel like that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's annoying that he found both Ahsoka and Luke. And it's like ah. yeah, I get that. I guess I wonder who should have showed up at the end. If like how did they get out of that jam? Because I mean this was very well, like Deus Exy right where it's just like I, I I don't know they they would. If Luke, if it's not a Jedi that shows up, they would have just written that different. Yeah, I think oh. so. But what's what's her name? Who is the Mandalorian lady? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, what's her name? Boba Fett kept calling her princess, and I was like, that works. I really hate her. Wait, wait, wait. The the actual Mandalorian lady, or the the kind of wrestler sidekick? No, the the lady. Okay, I think I didn't like her either. I feel like her acting was not great. Like she did. There's some of the lines that did, had really awkward takes. It's like, really, you couldn't, you could have done Bo- this again. Bo-Katan. Yeah. Um. Well, no, it's the same actress that, it's the same actress that played Bo-Katan before, and it's like when she showed up, I rolled my eyes, and then at the end I of the episode, she she's is, like, then. "Oh, okay." So at the end of the episode, she's like, "You should go find Ahsoka Tano on this planet," and I rolled my eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, ah. Oh. But is she in other Star Wars stuff? Yeah, she, her and Ahsoka are like the main characters in Rebels towards the end. Oh, okay. And she Is has the dark saber, show? and she's a bitch. <laughs> I don't, it's she. There's a reason that her character is like that. It just I feel like, um, in Rebels, some of these characters are written like Saturday morning cartoons, and then in Mandalorian, there's like a Western feeling, and then she shows up and she's like, "I'm going to reconquer Mandalore," and it's like, okay. Yeah, uh, that was one of my problems with the shows. It, it felt like every planet they visited was like, it's like we're on an entire planet, but really this like small like, I don't know, a thousand square miles represents the entire planet. Like, well, it's also maybe even less than that, like a hundred square miles, right? Like it's like this small like, this small city somehow represents the entire place. Well, I liked there. There was an episode uh, where he's on Tatooine, and he said, "I'm looking for Mandalorians." And the guy said, well, there's three cities on Tatooine, and you can go to this city. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, like, it's like I know it's a sand what? planet, and there's not much there, but there's going to be more than three cities. It's literally a planet. I, I picture, functionally, um, Tatooine probably has a, a latitude that is survivable. Mm-hmm. So it should wrap around the planet, wherever that point is. Yeah. Um, Unless Tatooine, like, Unless that takes place on, like, the polar cap, and they've just never established that before, but then also that wouldn't explain how the suns work. Right. So it's like, not not that Star Wars is a science show, but it's kind of like, I, I kind of wish the season two of Mandalorian didn't involve going back to cities you've already seen five times. It was annoying that we, we went to Tatooine so many times. Like, it's supposed to be a backwards rust ball, no one gives a shit about planet, right? Like, and it's like, why are so many people on Tatooine? And it's like, I really didn't want Boba Fett to show up. 
Honestly, and I'm kind of cool with Boba Fett showing up. Well, it's like when it was his armor, but then it turned out it wasn't Boba Fett. It's like, oh, okay, that makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. And then the teaser at the end showed Boba Fett. I'm like, oh, now there's going to be a Boba Fett show. And it's like, well, he's allowed to show up in that one. Yeah. Because it's Boba Fett show. It's just that what I really liked with The Mandalorian was how, like, the characters have never heard of a Jedi before. And that was so refreshing. Mm-hmm. But then at one point, one of them says, like, may the force be with you, like, is a thing. And it's like, if you never heard of the Jedi, like, why is this as colloquialism then? Well, the the resistance, or no, the rebels say that a lot. Okay. Um, Which, again, I'm not sure where that comes from, unless it's supposed to be a carryover from the Old Republic. Yeah, maybe. The, no, what's the word? That's not the New Republic. They just call it the Republic, right? I guess. So I think that's a carryover from the Republic where it's like when the empire took over, they had very harsh, there's no such thing as the force indoctrinization. Mm-hmm. So part of the rebellion was, Oh, we know about the force. That's our secret that we know it's true. Um, and so it's like, I, I feel like if, th- if you lived in a galaxy where you, you visit places like Tatooine, where it's the farthest place from the center of the galaxy and there's this huge government with uh, with stormtroopers that will kill you if you look at them wrong. And then you find out, oh, apparently their base blew up, so they're not there anymore. Okay, well, who's in charge? It's like, I don't care. I just I need water. Yeah. And so if whoever's in charge now says, uh, may the force be with you, say it back. And you go, yeah, yeah whatever. Force, force you. See you later. No, that makes sense. I think my bigger issue was almost in season one where, like, there's, like, three episodes where everyone uses the term Womp Rat, which is supposed to be, like, a small thing on Tatooine. Why does everyone know that is, like, an annoying creature? You know, I, I wonder about that, and someone uh, someone ha- did some hand-waving that um, Womp Rats tend to stow away on, like, vehicles, so they end up on, like, every planet and uh, uh, disrupt the ecosystems. So it's something that, like, traders and freighters will use, even if they're on a planet that doesn't have Womp Rats. Because it's just a, a well-known, like, oh, those things that ruin everything. Mm-hmm. The same way that we talk about locusts, even if we don't have locusts in our area. Yeah, I always wondered if they were more like space cockroaches or something, right? Where, like, they just, like, can survive these really fucked up environments, and so they would get on board, and, you know, they you'd recognize them as pests because they just are hard to kill. Um, yeah, this is all, of course, applying too much logic to a Flash Gordon ripoff. Like, yeah, and that's the thing <laughs> is like, matter. you know, or you if you were writing this, you could just not have half the people use the term, and it would literally not be a problem. Well, I like how in that one, I think it was in episode four, uh, someone referred to the Death Star as a sitting duck or something, and and so like for years, the hardcore fans are saying, "So wait, there's ducks in this universe?" And it's like, shut up. Oh, and then in Phantom Menace on Naboo, there's a scene where there's ducks, and George put that in there just to address that. And it's like, don't encourage them. That's funny. Um, it is. It is one of those things, though, right? Where it is like an anachronism. I don't know. Yeah, at some point, it, it's just a matter of translation. Like they're saying a, they're saying a phrase that means something, and you take the meaning from the phrase. So, do you want to be literal? Or do you want to be cringy? And he has to say, they're just like sitting Minox. Well, I had like with the Mulan movie, there's a, a line that someone's like, four ounces can move 2,000 pounds. 
I'm just like, why are you using the metro English system? You're supposed to be ancient China. <laughs> and then my brother's like, does it seriously bother you? Like, what are they going to use? Like, look up the old Chinese system and use those words that no one fucking knows? That's like, I mean, maybe? Like, I feel like you could reword it so you're not using ounces and pounds. I feel like, um, it, maybe this is just a matter of taste. But I, I really don't mind if something isn't in English. Right. Um, when I play when I played like Assassin's Creed two, that was when they included like Italian as the language, so you could actually like have it sound like it's in Italy. And it's like they don't do that anymore. I know there's a pretty big cost to that. I'm sure, and that's why, but it's also that's kinda why I don't play Assassin's Creed anymore. Sure. Um like, I, I lucked out with Liberation, because I think that included the French, um, but French is a more common language, so it's like, oh, okay, at least mm-hmm. I get it on this one. Um, or uh, Witcher, that, that includes the Polish, and it's like, oh, thank you. This is so much better. Sure. And it and you can, like, get into the, the lore and the folklore that's being referenced, then it just feels like a much more interesting experience. And I've always so it's wondered, kinda... like, if I ever gone back to an, a JRPG, if I'd want to, like, play it in Japanese and read the subtitles. Because I feel like oh, a lot of it, the dialogue um, is not well delivered in some of those English versions, like the old Tales games or whatever. Yeah, uh, Coco is really good in Spanish. Oh, I bet. They got really good actors. Um, I think the English actors are very good also, but they they definitely got good actors for the Spanish version. And frankly, I just like, oh, I'll turn that on. I really don't mind the subtitles, and it makes all the so- the songs better. Sure. Yeah, I don't have a problem with subtitles, but I've watched so much anime now that it's just like, well, it's just a way to watch a movie, right? And Maybe that's part of it. I mean, if I'm so watching, I... like, an action movie that's, like, bait, you know, like uh, like The Raid, I watched those in, um, I want to say those were cor- whatever whatever language they were in, right? Like, I watched the native one because I didn't really want to watch the dub and hear the words not match the mouths, and it's just... To me, that's kind of annoying. It's like, well, I'm capable of reading. I'll just go with what they filmed it in. Yeah, I saw White Snake, and I think that was made in China. And that... that You know, they they, they played it in this little, like, indie movie studio, and it, or movie theater, and it had uh, just the Chinese, um, you know, the voice work. Mm-hmm. And it's like I honestly don't remember that. Like I watched a trailer, and I was showing my I was showing the trailer to my mom. I was like, oh yeah, this is that movie I saw last year, and she's like, oh, is there an English one? And I didn't even realize it wasn't in English, because it's just like it, I don't notice. Sure. You know they're emoting, and I'm reading the words, going like, yeah, it's exciting. I feel like I can be taken out. Like it's one of those things where if I realize I'm reading subtitles, all of a sudden I start thinking about it, um, and. It's- and, it, you know, so there's, there's times where I'm, like, watching an anime or whatever. I'm like, oh, shit. I realize I'm reading subtitles. I have to, I don't know, forget I'm reading subtitles and just oh. get back into it. So I have I talked about Cyberpunk much on the show? Um, I don't think so. I think you mentioned it a little bit last time we recorded, but... I think I've been bugging all my friends about it, but, like, in text. It's definitely um, a game with people have a lot of opinions about. It The, the world, um, the world, the way that's set up, that city is very multicultural, and there's a lot of different languages. And what I like is that they do that Star Trek, um, like, universal translator thing that's, like, plugged into your ear, you know? Mm-hmm. 
and um they they have this cool effect where um i'm playing with the subtitles on just so i don't miss stuff but sometimes characters will say something in a different language uh like they're not just speaking a different language but some like your best friend uh he he throws in a lot of like mexican words um here and there so like it'll the subtitles will be you know whatever he's saying literally but when it gets to the spanish it'll like glitch out and replace it with the english translation oh interesting even though you're hearing it uh you're hearing like the audio that he's saying you get the translation on your screen so you know what he's talking about okay and it's handled in this neat way where it's like oh i kind of like that um and there's a time where like there's like a mission where you go to some place and it's like oh it's in uh it's in little japan town so you you go in and everyone's speaking japanese and it's like your your chip is like taking a while to update so you miss the first couple lines that they're saying before the chip like translates everything back oh that's cool and it's like there there's moments you know i was talking to joe about it too um the graphics are rough sometimes and i think it's in it's on purpose where there's like weird film grain and there's a lot of like overdone chromatic abrasion but i think it's because you have crummy cyber eyes like it's not it's not just like bad graphics it's like intentionally a filter to see the world oh that's interesting and i i really love that um like visually i gotta say i've been really enjoying cyberpunk is it running well then because i know a lot of people have had like a shitload of issues with that um yeah my my now i have a functioning computer that's like i've spent more on it than i need to mm-hmm. so in hindsight i'm the only person that's allowed to enjoy cyberpunk oh there you go um no i've been i really love this game that's it's, good. I feel I I think there's like a lawsuit waiting for the state of the PS4 version cuz they literally like withheld how that version looked. Like there's a there's an argument for false advertising cuz it is bad. Yeah. Um but meanwhile, I'm just playing the game going like, "Wow, did you get to that mission?" and someone else like, "Yeah, I look I like my guy looks so cool. I love this photo mode." Yeah, and we're like sharing pictures and having fun. And everyone else is like, I saw a character T-posing. And it's like, yeah, I T-posed next to him. We took a picture. <laughs> Did you see that one video clip where, like, the NPC character says, well, you're bug-free? No, but that's funny. There, Yeah, there's a scene where he's your doctor. So he's, like, he's fixing up. You have a virus in your brain. But he's also, like, implanting new eyes and giving you a hand upgrade, too. So you're you're in the chair and he's like fixing you up and installing the new hardware, and there's a part where he just like he you know when he's done doing the work, um he he looks someone recorded this and it's perfect. He looks you in the eye and goes, "Well, that's it. You're bug free." And then his like his desk chair in the background explodes, <laughs> like there's a fiery explosion, <laughs> and then the chair he's sitting on slides backwards into the position that old chair was. And then while he's still in the sitting position, he just hovers over to the side to, like, where the NPC starts. And he rotates around five times to face his old computer. And then he snaps back in front of you while he's talking about how everything should be working fine now. Wow. And it just, like, it's beautiful because it sums up the all the glitchy gags in the game so far. I swear there was a headline I read, and I should look up this, this up. Um... Uh, it was something like um, just as Hitler was nominated as like person of the year 
Cyberpunk 2077 is game of the year. I saw that. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, no, he, he got he got what he deserved on that one, but... That's a, that's a, that's that's bad. A that's hilarious. So actually, I found that video. <laughs> that's funny. It, yeah, so... I get the complaints. I think here, here's my review of cyberpunk. Every complaint you've heard is valid. Mm-hmm. Like if someone's having a bad time with it, they're probably not exaggerating their bad time. Um, as someone that's not been having a bad time with it, man, I, I did not think I would love this game as much as I do. It's frustrating. Um, I feel like there's been a handful of games like that over the years where some people like whatever, for whatever reason, their computer is like, they got the right card that just doesn't hiccup, and so they can play it, and it's fine. And everyone else is, like, struggling, and they're just mad at the people that are able to enjoy the game. Yeah, it, it it's a little different, though, because this feels, like, incompetent. It's not just little bugs. There's, like, oh, they clearly cut that, and oh, they cut corners on that, and... Sure. Um... So it's it's a little weird because this whole situation is actually very familiar, and at the same time, it's unique. Um, I think there's a hilarious bit of situational irony in that everybody is like so mad, like at peak anger about this game. Everyone's saying this is why you shouldn't pre-order games, and that you know the, you have to hold these companies accountable for their false lies, and then EA uh, they announced the new Mass Effect game. And they gave us like a teaser trailer that doesn't show gameplay, and people are spurging out and going like, "I'm pre-ordering <laughs> it today." <laughs> oh, that was like, always that thing, right? Like, there was some boycott Call of Duty Steam game or group, and then you go into like the day Call of Duty releases, and you look at it, and literally yes. all of them are playing Call of Duty, and it's like, yes. guys, I love fuck? that. So I don't know. I I think um, one of the things with Cyberpunk that I've seen people complain about is I, I don't think they even know what cyberpunk is like the property because one of the complaints I see is like what they wanted was blade runner and it's like well no it's this is cyberpunk <laughs> like the if you read the cyberpunk 2020 rule book this is literally the best translation it could have been sure and people are mad because they wanted blade runner or they wanted their whatever youtube playlist they have that has techno grind on it yeah and it's like, oh no no, there's a it's like it's a Mad Max world that has the internet. Like it's supposed to be dirty and um like half the city has this like futuristic element to it, and then half the city is literally like slums and just piles of garbage and cowboys. And people are like, What's why is this all dirty? It should be it should be foggy and rain. And it's like, <laughs> No That's not what this is. Stop it. It is kind of funny when people have, like, they get this certain expectation in their head and then the, the thing doesn't deliver on it. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, a really recent example that had happened to me, and I can't... Yeah, I but can't we've all been there. That. Yeah, I know, right? It, it, I feel like there's a there's a, a level of we've all been there, but some people will, like, because they have access to Twitter and can just message the people that worked on these things, will... We'll go out of the way to be complete shitbags, which is frustrating. I mean, I, I I complain a lot about it, but I really didn't like Rogue One. Right. 
Um, I was, I was, I thought it was going to be a war movie about like a squad that was behind enemy lines or something. Mm. And then it turned out to be like a space opera, the same as all the other star Wars movies. I'm like, Oh, well, okay. That's not what the trailer made it look like. (laughs) Yeah. Rogue One was a bad movie. So I get it. I, but anyways, I'm, I'm really enjoying cyberpunk. Um, I, I think shoehorning Keanu Reeves into everything is like the cringiest thing of the last few years. And man, he's really good in this. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh wow, I I did I thought I would get tired of him, but yeah. I just love him so much. Um, he <laughs> he's an interesting like buddy to have along, and like there was a there's this cute moment where um like I'm talking to this NPC on the side of the road. He's like, oh I need help, will you help me? And it's like, well I can try to help you, whatever. And then, like, Keanu Reeves shows up. It's like, oh, you're not going to help him. Like, why don't you just help everybody in town, you know, and see where that gets you. And you can basically walk away and ignore him, or you can choose to flip him off. Huh. And if you flip him off, he gives, like, the cutest smile and flips you off back, and it feels like you're buddies. Oh, that's cool. And it's one of the few, like, super genuine moments in the game where it's like, oh, they they put, like, heart into this in ways I didn't expect them to. Um... And in fact, there's a couple scenes with very emotional acting that reminds me of Blade Runner that I I don't expect to have, and then suddenly I'm feeling emotional and I want to cry. Sure. And it's like I did not expect that from this game because it is so poorly written too. <laughs> like the side quests in Witcher Three, I thought we'd be getting quality stuff like that in this, and none of the side quests are interesting. Oh, that sucks. It does, but once your bar is lowered, you kind of deal with it, and then every now and again, you'll get a moment that is rewarding, and it's like, oh, well, okay, I'll enjoy that one. I would, um, um, I've actually been playing a game. Uh, my brother got me Doom Eternal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that game's really fun, and no one's probably surprised at that, because that, that was a pretty well-received uh, video game. But it is, it's, it's nice to be playing something like that again, because it's been a little while. Um... Just, just the gameplay loop in that is just so, so satisfying, and I like the the silent protagonist how they make that work, and it's like everyone's either afraid of you or mad at you, and you're just like, I don't give a shit. I'm here to kill demons, and you feel like such a fucking badass. I mean, gameplay loop needs to feel good. Yeah. Uh, did I tell you I got Spider-Man Miles Morales? No, I don't think you did. Um, so I did. I was I've been looking forward to that since they announced it. Like Spider Man might be my favorite game of that year, and it's like any excuse to play more of that. Mm. Sign me up. And they did such a good job with Miles. Like the the tutorial, you pretty much start out with Spider Man's move set, and the first like portion of the game, you're just like doing Spider Man stuff. And there's a point where you start to like you know miles is finding himself and you unlock new moves that are unique to him and it's satisfying but it also forces you to play the game in a new way and approach things differently and they handle that so well and it's just like oh this is so good and i finished the story because and the story's like much shorter um and it's like you can unlock more moves if you do new game plus and set it to hard and it's like okay i'm ready to do that and I start New Game Plus, and you can't skip the cutscenes. And oh. the cutscenes are so frequent in this game. It's like as many cutscenes as the core game, but then with 
less levels in between them. And that got me to put the game down. Like I was having so much fun and it's like, I can't, I can't do this. I just watched all these scenes a week ago. Sure. You know what I mean? Like that ruined it. And it's like, wow, how did they, how did they drop the ball on this? It's those little mostly things. It feels so good. I mean, how many games have you played, right? Where they put like the checkpoint right before a cutscene, and you can't skip it. And then it's like a hard boss and you have to like, I guess I'm going to be memorizing right. this. I don't know why I don't know why those mistakes are still made in 2020. Like we've we've been doing video games long enough to know that this no one likes this. This is bad design. Oh, I like the skipping in Cyberpunk. Um you can skip it line by line if you want by tapping a key. And it's like it it like glitches out and fast forwards the video as if like you're watching a recording. Well, that's cool. And you're just like scanning forward. Like there's there's elements of polish in the game <laughs> that I wish other games had, which is really ironic given how unpolished the complete product is. <laughs> that is really funny. But it, it is one of those things, like, just little things like that. Like, no, you can make this, like, part of the world and part of your character. Like, like the whole package can be immersive. It's not just the moving around and punching or whatever. Uh, what the fuck else has been going on this week? Get anything fun for Christmas? Um, yeah, Richard got me a World of Warcraft statue. Oh, cool. Of, uh, Chen Stormstout. Is that a mm-hmm. monk panda? Yeah, and he, he's, he's like, he's my main on Heroes of the Storm, too. Oh, nice. Um, he looks really good, too. I'm trying to find a picture here. Um, why can't I find a good picture? This is annoying. What about you? Did you get a good Christmas? Yeah, uh. My my favorite gift. So, early, before Christmas, like in December, my my parents got me a water softener, um, uh, for the house, and that was fairly expensive. And so, I was like, "Do you don't don't give me anything for Christmas? We're good." And like, well, we're gonna need at least something. Uh, and so they actually got me a coffee maker, like a, a a real proper pot coffee maker. Oh, nice. And I've been kind of thinking about getting one of those for a bit because I'm getting a little sick of the, the Keurig ones. And I, I don't mind the, the K-Cups and the, the Cameroon Cups. But there's something about, like, a fresh pot of coffee where you grind the beans and, and do it yourself, right? And I've been using that, like, every day since I got it now, and I fucking love it. The coffee tastes so much better. And I'm just getting Dunkin' Donuts coffee, so it's not even, like, gourmet-ass coffee. But it, it's Dunkin's just... Dunkin's is good. Dunkin's is good. They, they make a solid cup of coffee. But I'm saying, you know, like, I've been to Coffee Bean, right? I've gotten, like, the really good, like, this is from the mines of Africa with beans that have been digested by antelopes or whatever. Um, so I've had, like, that stuff. And it's like, well, I'm just so happy to have it. And I, like, you know, get up or whatever, I get home, and I, I'll brew, like, half a pot. And then I'm like, I'm going to have a cup, and then my brother can have a cup. And then, like, whoever wants it in the morning or whatever, like, you know, just... It's been it's been so nice to have good coffee in the house, like, consistently. And it's maybe going to be my glad space, but I just talked about it now. But, like, it's been... it's I, I cannot believe how, like, something so small or just... Uh, qual- you know, like... My, my Christmas gifts this year were just so, like, old man, kind of. Like, oh, we got an upgrade for a house and we got you a coffee maker. Meanwhile, like, Jean-Luc's like, I got the Millennium Falcon! Lego set, you know, and other people are getting kind of like fun video game things or toys or whatever, and I'm just like, oh, I got a coffee maker. Well, okay, so this is what I asked my parents for, was a space heater. 
Oh, hell yeah. And so they got me a space heater, so I can use that at work. And I, I went back to work last week, and I like I plugged it in right next to my seat there, and I just felt immediately better. It's like, oh, this is so good. You know, <laughs> it's like it, it didn't, like, strike me as, like, an old man thing until I realized, like, oh, this is my Christmas present. It was just to feel warm for the first, like, part of my day where I normally feel cold. Yeah. But that's what I wanted, man, and I got it. Work with, work usually gets kind of funny, um, because the front office where all the accounting departments are, they get kind of chilly, and so a lot of them try to plug in space heaters, but that's a lot of people, and the electric grid isn't, like, it doesn't support that many space heaters, and so they'll start popping breakers. Um, and so there's there comes a time every Christmas for someone in maintenance, and last year I think it was me, I was like, guys... You have to stagger these. Like, you, we can't do this. Uh, you know, like, and I think we ended up, like, literally turning off a couple of outlets or something just because they kept using them and weren't listening to us. I was like, no, you're yeah. popping breakers because you're all, like, cold. Get a fucking blanket. Like, and it's like, uh, or we could turn the heat up, but then you start doing that and someone else starts bitching and no one's ever happy because there's one, like, AC unit that handles these 12 people and they all have very different temperature requirements. Uh, and it, it is just, just, like, funny little bit of office politics that I'm just like, I don't want to be part of this, but if you want the breakers to stop, at least one of you has to, you know, unplug your, your space heater, and if you want a Rochambeau for it, feel free. This monk uh, panda figure is pretty cool. Oh, yeah, so I wanted to show you this, because it actually, um, that predates the panda expansion in the game. Oh. So, like, the the only model that people are familiar with is like from Warcraft three where he looked like this goofy little cartoon character. Yeah. He is pretty goofy little cartoon character there. And I just, I love it. <laughs> Sometimes it's nice to get like a cool action figure. Like if I, next time I'm in target, if they still have that like super saiyan three Gohan figure, I might pick that up because I don't know. I like, I like dragon ball Z. <laughs> And that kind of stuff's fun to have. Dragon Ball Z is funny. I I I saw a picture the other day where it was like outside of some shop that sells DVDs, and they had like a TV outside so you can see the TV from the street, and it was playing Dragon Ball Z. And there's like five people just standing outside on the sidewalk staring at it because Piccolo's <laughs> there. And it's like, yeah, I would probably join them and like watch for a little bit because it's just something about it's like satisfying to just see them stand there and look tough and talk for a while yeah. and then they'll punch each other for a bit and like it's not actually that special but it's also like yeah no i i agree it, it is i was thinking about something similar to that with some of the music i listen to like the the more bro metal bands like five finger death punch or godsmack they have kind of these like somewhat corny lyrics if you're just reading them and they appeal to people that like to wear you know do, Midwesterners that like to drink a shitload of beer and, and get in fights and wear cargo shorts or whatever. and But there's something very, like, fun and empowering about that regardless. And it's like, yeah, this is kind of corny and stupid, but there are times where you're just like, yeah, but I also want to feel like this. Like, I want to feel... Like, I want to play this song and walk into, you know, and punch someone in the face that's pissed me off, right? Like, there's just this, like, weird primal... Uh, lizard brain bullshit that I think that appeals to that and, and I'm just like no I'm fine with this like I fuck with this real hard when I'm in the mood for it it gets great uh, I, I don't it Dragon Ball Z kind of fits that similar thing maybe where it's just 
they're 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 freaking superheroes, but their their moral compass is largely like I want to fight strong people, and then they get to do that and they shoot lasers, and it's awesome. Wait, I love like how many times does Goku jeopardize the universe because he wants some more fun challenge? Literally all the time. Like, and it's like every somebody fight. had. Um, like somebody, there was this great like political comic where the scientist came back with the COVID nineteen cure, and then um, and then Goku like took the syringe and he broke it. It's like, no, I want to see what it becomes. And then it's like <laughs> him fighting COVID twenty. <laughs> That's great. It also very accurate. I I love that VR chat place you found where you could like fly around and do Dragon Ball powers. That was fun with all the dumb sound effects and stuff. It felt really good to fly, too, and then you cross your arms like you're about to block something, and you just stop, like, in midair, and it's like, the control is good enough where it doesn't make me woozy. Yeah, and it's weird, because I, I normally cannot fly in that game. Like, I feel sick if you move too fast, and it's like, why does this feel good? I wonder if part it's of it's just the fun. lightning's really good in that area, right? Like, they did a good job be. making it, and so you're not getting that kind of, like... Uh, dissonance but also like you raise your hands to fly like you're fucking superman and there's just something about that act where like it like you want to go fast because that's the position to go fast you know like it's just it works really well yeah i i think that element of like hands-on control helps um it's really satisfying to like put your hands together and and summon a spirit bomb yeah it's like a power thing it's just fun the Gallic gun thing that I was doing felt really cool. And then, I, like, you sent me a screenshot of me doing it, and it's like, okay, it looks way lamer <laughs> if it's not <laughs> in first person. Yeah, I like Dragon Ball. Yay. They, oh, okay, have you seen... Um, Have you ever watched Evangelion? No. Oh, no. I want to watch the the Meg64 thing they put out, though. Uh, you, you gotta watch Evangelion first. Okay. It's on Netflix, right? It, last I checked, yeah. I should probably just borrow someone's Netflix account and watch it. Um, because I was gonna say their their video is perfect, but you really have to appreciate like the shots being recreated. Sure. And the the nature of the story, like you you have to you have to have experienced it naturally to appreciate the humor. Um, they did such a good job with the Dragon Ball videos, and yes, it's they like. Did. I, I cannot get over how um how like naturally charming it is that they just like they wear cardboard costumes and pretend to punch each other and they have like dumb sound effects but then you get just as emotional about it as you're watching the cartoon. I lo- yeah the the costuming is great cuz it it's like they go out of their way to make it look really cheap but it's so clever that you almost kind of forget about it. Like, it's part of the you joke, do. but also it, it, it just becomes the style of it. Um, I had to point out to my friend, they don't use any digital effects. Like, every single thing is, like, they're in front of, like, a paper screen and they tear the paper. Or, like, if something if something lights up, it's because they're holding a match in front of the lens so mm-hmm. that there's, like, a forced perspective of light. Like, you don't even notice it because it's just like, yeah, and then he powers up and it's cool. Um... I, I don't know if you if you uh, listen to their like behind the scenes commentary, but uh, when they were doing the Cell Saga, they found this perfect spot out in nowhere that had like a weird uh, there's like a cement block in the ground, so it just looked like the Cell Arena. Oh, okay. And so like, oh, we can film here, 
and they they did like three days of shooting there and each day these different like transients would walk by and go oh is that dragon ball and they'd sit and watch <laughs> and they like they had an audience for filming on those days because they just wanted to see if goku was going to stop sell or not that's awesome and it was just like it's something like weirdly universal where they have these like terrible costumes and it looks really stupid without the camera point of view mm-hmm. but people are still like enthralled in it and they're like yay <laughs> and that's like the power of dragon ball z though right like i will shit on dragon ball z a lot like there are so many character and narrative problems and and, and power creep and all that. they're just they're problems with that story but also it's there there's just something about it that is perfect and it does exactly what it wants to do and it makes me extremely happy I, I'm sorry. It's funny that we're we're doing this because I'm just talking to Richard about a. I guess there's like a, a Grand Theft Auto mod that people are having fun swapping different characters into, and like you could just put in Cell and you can modify the voice so it sounds like Cell's voice. Oh, cool! So it's just really funny having like Cell have an argument and call this other guy the N word because <laughs> it sounds just like him, and the guy's like, "Oh man, I just got dissed." Cell from Dragon Ball Z. Nice. Uh, yeah, I I like Dragon Ball Z. I I like um, I like that fighting game where they got that animation style like just right. I don't ever played that, but it looked cool. It's actually pretty fun to play. Um, it's one of those fighting games where, uh, I feel like the there's not a gradient to the skill. There's like these hard tiers where. There's certain people where you meet them and they're playing a different game than you are. Sure. And it's just like I cannot, I can't compete. I, I love fighting games so much, but I cannot compete at a single one. So it bums me out because like I'll try to learn, and I'll try to get the basics down and the fundamentals, and I'll practice a lot, and I just cannot catch up. I play Smash Brothers sometimes, and that's basically it. Oh yeah, did you play um, Sephiroth yet? Yeah, Sephiroth is kind of cool. Yeah, he's fun. He's got a neat move set. He's got a huge fucking sword. I feel like a lot It's l- funny. The, the big theme of the new DLC characters is like, no, they just have a lot of reach. Have fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, like Mega Man has reach too. Yeah. Like it it's not purely unique, but there is definitely like a trend. Um, yeah, I thought they did a good job with Sephiroth and actually they did a good job with Steve. Um, I don't like Min Min that much. I don't either. I I get what they're going for, but she just doesn't feel good to play. Yeah, and that's kind of my thing too. And I don't have much of a connection to the character. And I there's so many, and we only play for so long that I like to play the characters I like, either because I I enjoy them as a character or because I like the move set. And and she doesn't really fit either of those. Man, I got so much Min Min porn on my hard drive. <laughs> it bums me out. <laughs> um. But I, I think they did a good job with Sephiroth. Did, did I tell you about my friend that got really mad that they put Sephiroth in the game? No, but fuck him. No, it, well, no, this is the funny part. He went on, like, a rant. Like, he was furious that they put Sephiroth in, of all people. Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, this is in Discord, and he's typing out a paragraph of just how angry he is. And and he, he his final thought was, can anyone name a reason why he should be in there? And then I said, well, so Cloud is someone to fight. And then his response was, well, why didn't they put Cloud in? 
And then I sent him the video from eight years ago when they announced Cloud, and then he got super furious and he wrote up a paragraph about that. So does he not own the game? Uh, I I don't know if he does or doesn't, because frankly, there's so many characters, I think it's possible to forget. I feel like Cloud is a hard one to forget, though. Like That felt like a big deal. And he's got a very at unique the time, set. At the time, it was a big deal, but also he was DLC. So technically, if you didn't buy... If, he, if this guy had it on the Wii U and he didn't feel like paying for DLC, it's possible that he didn't know Cloud was involved because he fell off a of Smash by then. But I thought it was hilarious that I had to break the news to him that Cloud from Final Fantasy is in Smash Brothers. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> because I have his amiibo on my desk. Like, I took a picture of my <laughs> amiibo next to his Discord rant. And I was like, yeah, here, I got the amiibo already. Oh, that means we get a Sephiroth amiibo, dude. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, and a Min Min amiibo. Yay. Yeah, you can That's going in that. the jar. Um, <laughs> That's going in the jar. Jesus Christ. I... <laughs> 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 I'm I'm trying to enjoy jar jokes because I feel like it's gonna get old like if it hasn't already. Well, there is that YouTube channel Life in Jars, and that brings a whole new meaning to it. I wonder what that guy's up to. I haven't watched that channel in a long time, like ten months. I like um I like that comic where where Andy's toys are like oh no Andy's new friend saw us, and then and then the, the life size sex doll goes no no guys I'm one of you guys. Oh God! Um, I'm sorry. I started drinking early because it's it's 2021. We're celebrating! Yay! I had a I had a bev <laughs> on the show. I drank a decent amount yesterday, and I took like six shits today. So I'm like, I probably should just just leave it at the one. Uh, and my just... boss, um, my boss brought us all six packs to pick from from different uh microbreweries in the area. Oh, that's cool. So we all we all got like a signature one, and he he gave me a red ale. Because he knows that I like my red ales, and it's like, I've never had this brand before, and I love it. Nice. It's called Red Seal um, from North Coast Brewing Company, and boy, I, I love it. That's a good gift, too. I enjoyed the $60 like gift card I got to the grocery store this year from work, because oh, a lot cool. of the big events like were canceled, and so that for Christmas, they just gave us, instead of $20 gift cards, they gave us $60 gift cards. I, I love them um, at my old job. Uh, my boss actually lived in uh, Alabama, and he would commute out to this office on occasion. It was like he would spend kind of like every other month out here, huh? And and like he would he would mostly work remotely, but then it's like he'd come out here for important meetings and to handle stuff. And it was funny because one year they gave us uh, gift cards to a grocery store for Christmas. But it was a store that's only in California. Um, and so, like, you know, we all got our stockings with little gift cards in them. And it's like, oh, this is sweet. And so it's like, oh, okay, cool. I got my Ralph's gift card. I'll, I'll put this to good use. And we went to this meeting, and my boss is like, now, what is Ralph's? I don't even know what this is. And he, like, threw it in the trash. Oh, no. Because <laughs> he was all like, he's like, I, I can't use this. I'm, I'm not going to do my grocery shopping here and bring it back to me on the plane. Why throw it away? You could trade that like for cash for someone. Like no, it... he, he was he was like he was kind of joking about it, okay. but it's also like he honestly he didn't know what Ralph's was. Oh, that's funny because like it's not like it's clear that it's it's for groceries because it's just like it was a black card with the Ralph's logo on it. Oh, okay. So it was like, what is this? Um, <laughs> and it's like, no, no, it's like the major store out here. 
That's where we buy our apples and bananas. Yeah, ours is festival. And uh, that's lame. I hate that. Yeah. Well, fuck Ralph's. Like that's someone thrown up. Yeah, that's where Richard works. Oh, really? Yeah, not to dox Richard too much, but yeah, he works at Ralph's and throws up a lot. Well, I would too if I worked at Ralph's. That's where I work. We met. I met Richard when I worked at Ralph's with him. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then what the fun part with Ralph's was, uh, this is a horrible place, and so I left. And then <laughs> Rich, Richard said, "No, this is my punishment from for my war crimes." And so he still works there. <laughs> We need to have him back on the show. I like Richard. Yeah. No, he wants to come back one of these days when he's got a Thursday free for us. He's gonna. Cool. Um. We. Yo. You know what? Uh, I know. Uh, we weren't gonna talk too much about this last year, but I will say, uh, 2020 was a good year for guests on the show. We had a lot of variety. That was fun. Yeah, we had Emily. We had Alex. We had um, your friends. We had Joe a couple times, I think. Yeah, that was fun. You know what? It's about that time. Should we just go into a glad space? We can do that. Yay. What? Okay. I guess this is this is something I, I, I kind of talked about before the show, but uh, the, all, the, all the vocal shit I've been bitching about and talking about literally all year, I, I, I figured it out this week, like two days ago, and then yesterday confirmed that I could still do it and maybe do it pretty well. Or well enough to, you know, be happy about it. And so, like, I'm really glad, because this has been, like, a... a, a goal to do for 2020 and like a day before 2020 ends i get it down uh, and so i i kind of unlocked that deathcore uh sound that that uh, the deathcore low um needs a bit of refinement yet it's definitely not perfect but i understand the throat mechanics of what i need to do to achieve that noise and i can do it fairly reliably at least i was today and yesterday and that, that that is like I was really really happy about that, and I still am. Now it's your turn. Sorry, I can't find his name. Oh no, it's Felix Colgrave. I so have you seen this cartoon called Double King? No, I've never heard of that. Oh, okay. So Double King is this amazing little animated short. Um. This guy has a very distinct art style, and he'll animate, like, music videos and stuff with it. But he did this short that's not musical called Double King. And it's about a king that's just, like, all he wants is more... He wants more... He's just... He's always, like, stealing from everybody, and he just, like, never stops. And that's Hmm. the whole short. It's very cute. It's very, like, weird and grim. Um, But he just came out with a new short called Throat Notes. (laughs) And it's similarly, it's just like, it's a series of really surreal imagery with this very beautiful, strikingly odd art style. That's very unique. Um, so like, frankly, I, I think I liked double King more, so I might recommend anyone look up double King. And if you really liked watching that, you'll also find throat notes on his YouTube. Oh, that's a weird art style. Yeah. But he, he really um he hones it and that is his thing like he is good at it it looks cool like good for him i'm gonna you know what after the show i'm gonna watch double king again <laughs> i'll watch it with you and then i should probably go play with my cat or something yeah let's do that um but yeah I, uh felix colgrave um he's the he's the kind of guy that i'll watch his work and it inspires me to try harder 
nice. Which I, I can't say that about a lot of artists. And then there's some where it's like, man, I should do something with my life. Yeah, I, I definitely know that. Like, I don't know. I, I read like a really good Neil Gaiman book and I'm just like, why do I even bother? And then I read a really good Stephen King book and I'm just like, hell yeah, let's go sit down in front of the word processor and fuck some words up. I'm going to do this. Yeah, um, Chris O'Neill put out a tutorial on how to use Blender. And now I understand how to like set up a 2D workspace in Blender. Nice. So, like, my goal for this year, I'm going to finish an animation. Like, I want to animate a little short. Hell yeah. Just because it's like, oh, I think I have the tools to do this now. That'd be Uh, great. I don't like like doing, like, resolutions, but I do have that goal for the year. My goal? I I have, like, vague goals for the year. Like, I bought an exercise bike, and I I need to make sure I get into a good habit of using it. Because I I do feel like the last month, especially, of... I just like feel feel and look visibly fatter, and it upsets me. And it's like, well, I've been eating a lot of cookies. It's Christmas time. Uh, we can undo that though. Like that, that's fixable. I just need to drink a bit less and eat a bit less garbage, and get on the exercise oh, bike a couple times a week. Yeah, you know what I want to do more is a uh, Ring Fit Adventure on the Wii or the Switch. I heard that's a good workout. Yeah, it it. Well, I actually I do have it. And it beats me up so much that I it's it takes effort for me to sign up for it, you know. Um, but I I want to make a conscious effort to use that more too. That's a that's one of my laments of this last year is I had a lot of opportunity to exercise when I didn't. So I'll correct that this year. It's kind of dumb. That, like part of the reason I had another drink today was like, well, it's the last one of twenty twenty. I might as well. Like, I got a coke today and. I went almost four months without not drinking a soda, and drinking a soda was, like, it tasted good, but the tech, I, I, I don't remember the texture, like, being different, like, it's, like, it's thick, it's viscous, I was like, what the fuck? Has it really been yeah. this long that I didn't realize that this is different than, like, water, like, it's not the same level of liquid? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny, you kind of get in a habit sometimes, and when you're able to break that, and it's like, oh, you know, this isn't really worthwhile. <laughs> Like I'm not, I'm not getting much out of this shit. I might, I might actually be done with soda. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of soda anymore, which is, uh, it's weird. Um, I think I, I have an exception in that I still like root beer, but yeah. I also like root beer is kind of a different thing in a weird way. It still got a lot of sugar in it, though. It, oh, it does. Um, but it's, it's also like not caffeinated mm-hmm. and i wonder if that's a different thing is like i'm i'm monitoring my caffeine a lot better and i feel better sure so i wonder if that's not a factor it's like hard to say yeah i i because i've been drinking like these kind of like sparkling waters more and i found a couple that i like and yeah i get that soda element of it but it doesn't it doesn't make me feel like i'm doing something bad to my body when i drink one like i get i get yeah. the tactile feedback of the bubbles yeah, carbonated water is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, I, I, we have a nice water filter at work now. Oh, good. And frankly, just like clean water is kind of refreshing in a in a way that it, it, it's like it feels obvious after the fact. But when you've gone so long without having like properly filtered water, it's kind of like, oh, wait a minute, this is a treat. <laughs> I feel like one of the good things about the era I'm in is that we have really good water. Like, I have good tap water. I just drink tap water That's all good. the time. Uh, even at work, like, 
we have a, a bunch of different water fountains and stuff, and like the water out of them tastes fine. Like it's, I I drink it literally every day. I fill my water bottle up with water, so I, I it blows my mind when people are like, oh god, our water sucks. And I'm just like, I, that that sounds miserable. <laughs> like, I can't imagine having bad water. Yeah, it's weird, right? I got um, I have a big World of Warcraft Lich King cup, so it's fun to drink water because mm-hmm. I get to look at the Lich King. That's all. Oh, one of the things I kind of want to do in 2021 is, and, and it, it, I hope we can get mad again, but, like, I would like to try D&D again, and I know either myself or my brother are willing to attempt DMing if it means getting everybody back together. Well, I, I have wonder if um if it wouldn't be smarter to, like, structure, like, a one-off and we, like, kill a Saturday with it. I could try that. Like, maybe just, like, maybe a different format would work better. Because I also, um, the the game we were playing, I feel like the sessions were kind of short, because that's how we fit everyone's schedule together between our different time zones and work schedules. Right. Um, in the past, when I've run a and d game, it's normally like a three-hour session. See, that's an issue for me, though, just because like, I don't think yeah. my attention span wants to deal with that. Like, but, an hour and but a it's half like, is like a lot of time for me. <laughs> yeah, but it's like when we would sit down to play, sometimes I felt like... We, we'd play for an hour where the first 20 minutes was, like, warming up and trying to remember the rules. Yeah. And then there'd be, like, a little bit of, like, we're in the zone, and then a little bit of, well, we don't want to get too invested because I have to go to bed. Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder if that wasn't a factor that also made it difficult or not. Yeah, I, I, it, I bet it definitely didn't help, I don't think. Because I know, like, like my vocal coach, he, he does D&D, and they usually go for, like, It'll be, like, once a month, but for, like, six hours. Like, it's, like, right. a huge chunk of the day. And I was like, I cannot do that. That would... I just I just can't. Like, I need to get up and move around. I have to do, like... I have all these projects, but I'm always, like, I'll work on this for an hour, then I'll work on this for an hour, then I'll work on this for an hour, you know? Like, I that's just kind of how I, I've, I've structured my life at this point. Like, I, I need to... I need to take breaks and do something else. But, yeah, well... Let's see if we can't fit that in somewhere this year. Yeah, we'll have to at least revisit it because I think it would be fun. And I was—I don't know—I was kind of thinking of like like setups, to like how would I get a party together, right? And what where would we go? And what would we do? What would we fight? And there's that kind of planning and you know, storytelling is, is is fun to me. So we'll see. Well, let's see what 2021 happens to us. And um, I guess to everybody out there, hope you have a happy new year. Yeah, me too. And just remember, I'm glad Bing Bong is dead. Me too. Fuck Bing Bong. Just the goddamn worst. Did you watch Soul yet? Not yet. That's on the it, agenda this weekend. Um, There's a part in Soul where they go to hell, and Bing Bong's the only person there, because he's the only person qualified to go to hell. That makes sense. So that's good. So, yeah, everybody, watch Soul. Yay! Bye. I was going to make a soul pun and I couldn't think of anything. So I'm just going to hang up now. Bye.